0: Hello and welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. I'm Ruby, I'm back and I'm here with Oscar, Hello. Alice and Madeline. Hey. Welcome, welcome back, back, welcome back, welcome Yay. back. Hi. So nice to have all four of us again. Yeah. God, it must be probably about six months since we had all four of us. Episode yeah. one. <laughs> Today we've got reviews for you of Fiddler on the Roof at the Playhouse Theatre, Maggie May at the Finborough Theatre, The Phlebotomist at the Hampstead Theatre, and Sunrise at the Soho Theatre. But first of all, let's have Alice's top
1: tip. So this week I read a quote from our favourite actress, Gillian Anderson, <gasps> saying that she was going to be performing at the Park Theatre, and she's going to be in a show called It Unrehearsed which is a mystery murder. It's a comedy. Or a murder or mystery. Or a murder mystery. What did I say? A, a mystery, mystery murder.
0: murder. <laughs> I mean... It <laughs> could I've... be a mystery murder. It makes sense, I've way. written
1: murder mystery in my notes, but I said it, mystery murder. And what they've done is they've got a lot of celebrities involved because they're raising money for the theatre because they don't get any public funding. And these celebrities will be playing the role of the inspector in the murder mystery. <gasps> mystery murder. <laughs> yeah. And... Some of the celebrities that are involved are Damien Lewis, Joanna Lumley, Jim Broadbent, Gillian Anderson, Mira Sayal, Ruby Wax, wow. Ronan Keating. More, I mean, there's loads. So wait a minute, is it a different one each night then, a rotating cast? Well, it's, they're not going to tell us who is His going team. to be on which date. So it's going to be a potluck of who you get when you turn up. And the other really interesting thing is the inspector role... These celebrities will have no script, no rehearsal. <laughs> They'll have an earpiece.
0: Oh, I love it! I oh know. my god, such a good idea.
1: So, who would we? Like? Obviously, we would, we want to go try and get Gillian Anderson, but if we don't I see mean, Gillian Anderson, Ruby right? Wax,
0: Joanna oh, really? Lumley,
2: yeah, I'd say oh. or Jim Broadbent. Would Catherine be Tate's also doing it. I like Catherine I like Tate. Yeah, yeah, she's good at theatre. Maureen Lipman.
1: No, hey, yeah. oh, I really like her.
2: I think, yeah, whoever I you I like get. Ruby
3: Wax. I love Ruby Wax. I would.
0: John Bishop. <laughs> um, maybe R- not Ronin so much Ronan Keating, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah.
1: Might be a little bit disappointed. I mean, Joanna Lumley. Yeah. Yes. I would be so excited yeah. if we got her.
2: When's it on from until?
1: It starts on the 15th of July till the 27th of July. Doing, oh my gosh! It's um, so a short little. It's a short one, but they're doing about three matinees a week. Um, the tickets aren't cheap; they start at forty-four pounds. Oh, oh, that's
2: the point of it's the whole. It's a fundraiser, isn't it? Yeah, but that's what you need to remember:
1: is that you're paying a normal ticket price, and then you're basically essentially donating Giving to charity. Yeah, um, and we love the park theatre. It's such so a cute
3: theatre; it's lovely. They are
1: doing um, ten-pound tickets, which they're releasing on like day seats. So, if you call up at ten a.m. on the box office, you can get the day seats. And they're also doing some standing seats at ten pounds. So, if you want oh, to cool. stand. I'm not standing seats, just standing, standing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For um, the mystery murder.
0: <laughs> so let's have our first review, which is Fiddler on the Roof at the Playhouse Theatre, which Oscar and Madeline you went to see. Yep, we did
3: indeed. So what are the deets, Oscar? Tradition. So Fiddler on the Roof is a
2: very obviously very famous musical that I've has anyone ever seen it? I've never seen it.
3: No. Do you know what? It's one of those that I thought I had, and then I'm sitting there going, Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've never seen you know, this. Yeah. I think you I get it so
0: confused of with Genuza. Cat
3: on a Hot Tin Roof. <laughs> it's it's
0: quite a di- very different it's kind it's quite of different.
2: So this is a musical from 1964 and it is set in a Jewish shtetl in Russia and it's basically about um, a father, the main character, Tevye. He has five daughters and it's sort of, he's looking to marry them off and it's basically each one kind of breaks tradition it's sort of the new influences coming from the outside into this closed off Jewish community at the sort of turn of the century and how new modern things are kind of affecting their way of life and how he basically comes to terms with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, very famous. Obviously, like, I've never seen it, but watching it, you know, so many of the songs. Yeah. If I Were a Rich Man. Do Little Refrain. Matchmaker, matchmaker. Matchmaker and
1: sunrise sunset, sunset,
2: sunrise, sunrise sunset
1: sunrise so obviously this sold out at the mernier chocolate factory
2: yeah. did i That's, say that right yes yeah. mernier chocolate factory right. well done. <laughs> directed by trevor nunn yeah. um the same cast have all come over with it it's obviously now gone to the playhouse which is a much bigger theater um and let's talk about the set because i thought the set, set was yeah. so good by robert jones it's
3: a beautiful set it kind of it's Creeps out into the stalls, like it's like if you're in the stall, it's almost immersive in a way because you kind of walk in, you're like, wow, and you, oh, worth saying, you walk in and the cast are all on stage, oh. so it's it's immediately you're kind of in it and the kind of. It's like a, it's like a wee village that's kind of creeps out. And it's, they must have taken away how much do you think from the stalls?
2: Quite a lot, and they've also. Chunk. I was an
3: H, and I was felt like I was almost at the front. So yeah. yeah, a good good.
2: And then the stage runs through the middle of the stalls. Aye. There's a, a walkway, and then the buildings kind of curve round into the edge of the theatre and up the side so yeah. well, that sounds cool yeah they tried to make you basically feel obviously at the many the whole thing was immersive you were yeah. in the village so they tried to do that as much as they can at the playhouse so it
1: successfully I, moved from a small space to a big space yeah i sat in the yeah. first
2: circle so it was less for me than it probably was for you madeline yeah. being in the stalls i wasn't Right in the village, sort of thing, but I, yeah. I could feel it sort of all around. It still looked incredible; and a really beautiful set. Very I was sort of on the
3: edge of a road at one point, like the cast are kind of walking through, and I kind of got whipped in the face by a cloak, which was <laughs> quite exciting. But um, it' worth it as well. If you're in a box in it, you're actually. In a house in the village. That's yeah. quite amazing. So yeah. there was like at first I was like, oh, are the actors there? And I'm thinking, well, that girl doesn't look very period. Oh no, she's not at all. She's just an audience member who happens to be like peeping out over the rooftops because she's in the box. Yeah. That was really that was cool. Um yeah, it's the I think that the main guy Andy Nyman, who plays Tevier um, he was terrific. I thought he really kind of carried parts of it. It's quite mm. a- around him. And yeah. the wife as well, Golda, she was d- terrific. Yeah, Judy
2: Khan. Yeah, that's... She's true. a very, very sort of famous Broadway actress. She's done everything. She's been in Fiddler a couple of times before. She was brilliant.
3: Yeah. I must say that I think when I was sitting there watching it, the enduring appeal of Fiddler and of knowing it had been like a sellout in the a and now it's doing incredibly well at the Playhouse... I'm a bit confused by its enduring appeal. I think I couldn't quite understand, like, as I was saying, there's not this epic big number. It's not a Les Mis type feel to it. But my God, it felt popular. The room mm. felt really electric. It's it's not a happy musical. It's quite, the end is very muted. It's very sort of, you don't leave going, yay! You leave kind of going, mm. oh. Because the whole background really story
2: is obviously about the Tsar of Russia mm. trying basically clearing these stettles yeah. of all the people just basically evicting everyone and they all have to move and that's kind of how the show that's the climax of the show they will have to leave yeah so it's quite a bleak yeah it's
3: bleak that's a good word for it yeah it's very brooding like it did stay with me like I did I did really enjoy it but I quite liked looking around me at the people in the theatre and think seeing how involved people really mm. were with it But no, fantastic acting, it's like, it's kind of, there's no sort of set change, it's all just, it's quite quick, there's an interval, it's... Great choreography. Great, oh yeah, it was a fantastic big sort of Russian dancing scene, like kind of Cossack Cossack dancing, that was really fun. And they
2: balance these, there's a bit where they balance bottles on their head and they do this whole Cossack dance with bottles balanced on top of their heads, that was really cool. So you think re- they
0: were tied on, or were they
3: actually fast? No, because no. one fell off. It's a guy, yeah. One oh, fell I off, didn't... and you could see he was just like, "Shit!" You know. But it. well. <laughs> oh, there were no falls in mine well.
2: either. But so, you know, they're down on their knees, like kicking, wow. doing yeah. proper with these bottles balanced on the head. That was really cool. The original choreography was uh, Jerome Robbins. So this is this is obviously new choreography by Matthew Cole, but obviously based on the original Jerome Robbins cool. choreography. But yeah, so really like high energy. Some of those big dance numbers. Yeah. it's yeah it's quite a you know he's a very traditional the the opening number is called tradition and he's quite a traditional man so it's him being faced with these the first daughter wants to marry someone that's not an arranged marriage the second daughter wants to marry this quite radical kind of um thinker who's come from out of town Mm -hmm. but then the last daughter wants to marry a non-jewish man and that sort of he won't have and he's sort of cast throughout the family. So that's yeah. quite interesting to have a central character that does something that by today's modern standards we would find quite unacceptable to turn your back on your own child. Yeah. They have a very small moment of kind of almost reconciliation where he kind of wishes her good luck. Yeah. But like... He basically turns his back on yeah, us. So it's, that's it's
3: sad. It's like it's There isn't that kind of typical musical resolution where everyone's mm. like, everything's okay after all. Yeah. It doesn't. It well, feels I like, like stuff like that because I'm like, that's life, baby. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. So it's, it's true like to the time. Life. That's that's yeah. how
2: it would be. So tickets are quite expensive for this one. So if you want to sit in the stalls, the back is fifty two pounds, and then it goes up to ninety nine. So it's expensive to be in the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Um, The upper first circle, same prices, fifty-two to ninety-nine. And then the upper circle, it gets a bit cheaper, you've got twenty nine pounds, thirty-nine pounds, twenty at the back. Okay. So if you want to see it cheap, you've got to go up high, or today's ticks, do a rush, which is really hard to do. I've tried to do it a couple of times and luckily I sat from ten till ten forty five with my eyes glued to the app and just like Kept refresh. every time one would come through, I'd try and get it and it would go. And then I managed to get the very last one at like nearly 11 o'clock. Wow. So it is competitive. And how
3: much was
0: that ticket? 25. Right. Okay. Because, and I sat in a 75 seat. But it's only seat, just so. opened?
2: Yeah, it's pretty new. It's only been on a couple of weeks. So I think it'll probably get easier. And I reckon later in the run, they'll start reintroducing the day tickets at the box office like they did for Caroline or change. Because there are currently no day seats. No, not at the no. box office. But I think maybe in the future that will happen.
0: And it's got a long run?
2: 28th yeah. of September it finishes. Okay. So it's so a good maybe... long run. And I mean, yeah, it's one of those musicals you kind of have to see. It's a classic. Yeah. Um... It's a bucket
3: list kind of one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then go? if you're going to see it, see well, this production. Well, you saw it in the stalls. I mean, the stalls, that was, I mean, I am was like, raw H at the end, right as the kind of like, the path is sort of beside you and uh oh i mean yeah the view was absolutely terrific it was br- brilliant you felt it was it did feel immersive you were really in it but i must say i wouldn't have thought if you were in the circle i would have done that as well i don't yeah, think because it would really be good. quite nice to look down in the village as well because it's beautiful beautiful lighting where are saying and so sort of, then the lighting change and with the beautiful song sunrise sunset and things and that was really gorgeous and i would have liked to have seen that from above as opposed to sort of straight on okay. yeah and there's um, big dance numbers that would look I, good for I think we should wait
0: up. for a little wait maybe a little wait. bit later in the, uh, in the run when maybe just in case either they, start, they doing day seats. start doing day seats or maybe if the today ticks thing gets a little yeah. bit less competitive because that could be really stressful when yes. you can't get
2: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it is great though it's a piece of Broadway history it's like yeah. one of the shows you have to see and you'll know lots of the music mm-hmm. and a lot of it those big dance numbers are really great okay. yeah it's really worth saying <laughs>
0: All right. Um, and then you, Oscar and Alice, you went to see another musical, which was Maggie May at the Finborough Theatre. Oh, yeah. How was that?
2: From the same year as Fiddler was on the it? Roof. Oh, also, really? also from 1964, but Crikey. a British musical. So Over the Pond, we had Lionel Bart um, doing music and lyrics and Alan Owen doing the book. And it's and set in Liverpool, Set in Liverpool. It's about a girl who falls in love with a boy he goes off and in the interim she grows up and becomes a a working girl or prostitute down by the dockyards (laughs) for the sailors (laughs) and then he comes back into her life basically and starts working on the dock and then there's also this sort of storyline of workers union um and his father was a big kind of hero of the workers union and his friends want him to go back into that role
0: sounds gritty
2: Yeah, it is. Well, it's that of that sort of time, that's sort of what Lionel Bart was doing with, um, you know, like Oliver and like he was kind of trying to bring the working classes into musical Mm theatre. Because before that, you didn't really have people singing Cockney accents, Liverpool accents, people were very theatre-y, you know, think of like The Boyfriend or Mm -hmm. that sort of British musical theatre output. So his whole thing was trying to put the working classes kind of back into, and this is very much that. So this production is the first time it's been in London since 1964.
3: Is there any sort of famous songs that we'd know from it? So,
2: Maggie May is like a sort of old um, drinking song in Liverpool. Okay. So, that's kind of in it. You wouldn't really know any of the others because, like I said, it hasn't really been in London since 1964. It was okay. really popular at the time. Like, Judy Garland recorded like several of the songs for an album that same year, performed them with Liza at the Palladium the same year. So, it was like a big hit. I just don't know why it then hasn't endured at all. Okay. Oliver seems to be his only show that's really. Interesting. Kept going. Yeah, enjoyed even though it was popular at the time. So, this has been put on at the Fimbra Theatre, which we've been to before. It's in West London. It's a little theatre above a the pub. Tiny love- space. Oh, that wee one! Oh. Yeah. Tiny the wee- little t- the space. one where we
3: saw and you saw the The adding people, you machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's tiny. It's small. Really so, you walk small. in and you think.
2: I love those hits. You walk in, you think, they can't do a musical on yeah. that space. Yeah. Like that small gap there. And then they all come out and then you just witness a whole big musical in front of you. Jesus
3: Christ.
2: Yeah, it's brilliant. Directed by Matthew Liff, with choreography by Sam Spencer Lane. And yeah, the use of that small space, what they do with that small space, is great, isn't it?
1: The choreography was very good. They managed to make you feel like they had a massive cast because they did a lot of group numbers and mm-hmm. big dances and some lifts and... I really enjoyed all the boys dancing together. Yeah. Worth saying, the boys in it are
0: fit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know when you're like, oh, this is good casting, because they're all, like, working on the docks, they're in boiler suits, and you know when you, you want people to look the part? Yeah. You don't want weedy. These guys were, all of them, I thought, were really attractive. Even the old guy. No, I'm
0: joking. <laughs> um, I'd go out with <laughs> Even granddad
1: in it. Um, and then they do some really good scenes where the, all the boys are on the docks, and they're kind of... Taking each other's hats and pretending that, oh, that bits one, of wood are swords. That was really good. And I just thought, oh, that's really—they all looked like their mates. It wasn't. They looked like that. Bit looked really well rehearsed. Mm-hmm. They genuinely had good banter with each other, didn't they? They all, yeah. they kind of do that thing where they're singing, but they're talking over each other at the same right. time. It's like talking and singing going on. Also worth noting is the lead um, female, what's, who plays Maggie.
2: Cara Lily Cara, Hayworth. I
1: loved her. She, mm. at the beginning, she comes across as being quite delicate and quite quiet. And by the end, she's actually like a real fighter, isn't she?
2: Yeah. She's sort of... She played Scylla um, Black in the Scylla Black musical that toured the UK. Oh, nice. So she's sort of used to playing a big Liverpudlian yeah. icon, I guess. Yeah. And so her accent was She must was have brilliant. a good voice as
0: well, Then, Yeah,
2: probably. she sounded... Yeah, you could see that she was chosen to play Scylla. She got a star yeah. quality to her and um and then the main guy patrick Casey, james darch he was good as well mm. he he yeah they had really good present they had good chemistry and they both had good presence kind of cuz they both had to be these larger than life characters
1: mm-hmm. and they had um, good chemistry didn't they you yeah. could believe that they were kind of childhood sweethearts and then they'd got Definitely. back together and then they really fancied each other and mm-hmm. then they were sort of
0: arguing and did they have live music or was it
1: just yes, a one pianist.
2: just one pianist henry brennan
3: just piano yeah oh see that would be lovely oh, I quite like the In idea that wee that. Space. Yeah. yeah and
2: it's really good what he created with that piano and musically it's really interesting it's got a lot of different styles so it's got like kind of your traditional Broadway kind of numbers and then it has sort of a lot of Irish kind of influence like Irish folk songs Liverpudlian folk songs so just a really varied style and then rock and roll kind of this is 64 so kind yeah. of Beatles had just kind of broke, so there was a whole rock and roll number that was really good. Mm. So just, you get a really, really varied musical style and it, as well.
1: The song between Maggie Mae and her, the other prostitute she works with, her best friend, they had a really nice song with her. That was harmonies. almost jazzy,
2: wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so really, like, really varied musical styles, because often you see these, especially newer musicals, where you're, like, it's all just bland, like, yeah. the that same sort of Yeah, just kind of, thing. like,
0: musical music, if musical you know what I mean. Musical music, exactly.
2: Yeah. Whereas this had so many different so many different styles each song you're like oh they're doing this now they do it so they kind of all even if they don't stick in your head and you can't hum, you know when people come out and go oh, i can hum a song from it like you might not be able to hum a song from this because you've only heard it once but like you can remember the differences between mm. each one that each piece was separate and of itself and mm. i
1: really like the set it was really simple but somehow you know at the end of oliver when they're all running through the the back streets and yeah. through the mm. sort of hackney warehouse kind of look this, you could feel that they were in the docks at the very end. There's a very similar feeling to the end yeah. of Oliver and the end of this. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, and really they did it similar. just
2: using a couple of kind of steel girders to give you that sense of the And some lighting and some
1: ropes. And you're like, oh, this is very good, actually. Really good. You should go and see it. It's West London. Yeah, it's just yeah. around the corner from also, me. Also,
2: like, quite, not progressive, but you think 60s musical about a working girl on the docks, are they going to, like, overly moralise? Like, there's none of that at all. They never really... He comes back, finds out she's now become a working girl, and that's kind of, like... He's like, F- that's what you've done. This is what you know. There's no. She trying, doesn't trying she...
1: to save her. No, no
2: trying to save her. She doesn't get punished for being a prostitute in any way.
1: Yeah, you yeah. really like it. Cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I love. I just love seeing musicals in a small space when they're done well. Yeah. Unreserved yeah.
0: seating, so sit wherever you like. Nice. Um, so you say unreserved seating. So presumably, are all the tickets presumably the same price then for that?
2: um they yeah all the uh, tickets at the same price i actually can't look up how much they are because it runs until saturday the 20th of april but it's all sold out because it's a very small theater it doesn't hold a lot of people it's obviously been getting really good reviews but when we went there were a couple of um return tickets so it's one of those things that you could turn up to see if they've got returns
1: that's great that it's Um, all sold out
2: yeah and also, if you get there and they don't have a return that night, you're in a pub and it's a nice pub. There, you go. And there was live And there was live music going on in the pub that night, so you might still get a show. So yeah, I mean, great fun.: Well, them. I pretty much
0: cycle cycle past it on my way home from work. Yeah, so, so it's, it's worth nicking. maybe just going
2: for a drink one night and at yeah. 7.30 see if they've got any... Because if they had space, they'd definitely sell you ticket or squeeze you in. And it is just really good fun. I loved it.
0: I really cool. enjoyed it. Speaking right. of drinks. Talking of pubs. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and having a drink. Let's make it's gotta our, be time. Let's make the Maggie Mae Martini. Woo! Cheers, everyone.
0: Cheers. Cheers, cheers. It's the Maggie Mae Martini.
2: And so in, in Maggie Mae, there's a bit where they go to the bar and the, the sort of uh, the big boss guy of the union, he's there with his sort of snooty girlfriend. And I just remember she asked for a gin and orange. And she's sitting drinking this gin and orange. And in the play, I was thinking, oh, I want a gin and orange. <gasps> so I've made a gin and orange. So it's fresh orange juice, equal parts fresh orange juice, gin, Bianco vermouth, so it's like a sweet vermouth, and then a little dash of um, an orange and thyme syrup I made. Just mm-hmm. that little sweet. If you can... That slightly tiny mm, mm, base note you might be tasting there—just
3: a little extra botanicals. Yeah. All of us are saying that we don't, oh, we're all beginning to feel a wee bit pearly. It's that kind of time of year, and this yes. does—we've said this quite a few times in this podcast—but this does really feel medicinal, huh? Because there's the pulp of the orange. Yes, alcohol it's is got the best.
0: bit yeah. yeah, vitamin, vitamin C, C yeah, yes. and a uh, nice whack of alcohol to uh, send me off to sleep. Yeah, so yes, yes, delicious. Alcini. Thank you very much. Um, right, let's move on uh, to The Phlebotomist, which we talked about last year on I... this podcast when I went to see it. Yep. And now it's been brought back to the Hampstead Theatre.
2: It was your show of last year, wasn't it? It was, After yeah, Hamilton. because I
0: thought it, it really, it was like a little new new play by a, it was like a debut play. And uh, it just really made me think um so yeah interested
3: to know what you thought
0: about it madeline
3: yeah so we th- it's at the hampstead theater when ruby saw it it was in like the wee theater there but it's transferred and it's in the, the the bigger space that they have um it's a sort of dystopian thriller um the staging is incredible that's what i'd love to say first off if you want to see a play that really utilizes kind of multimedia, I suppose. Um it really does. Like it's it's that's pretty epic. It's one of those where you're thinking, oh God, please don't make any of these screens fail, because if it does, they're fucked. You know, it's it's totally it's dystopian thriller but worth saying, I mean Ruby did talk about this last year, but the kind of premise of it is is that everyone in the world the world, yeah, I guess. Yeah. The so world. they
0: they start off giving people this blood test. Yeah. That then you get like a number rating, and it and it basically uh, translates to what your likelihood is of getting cancer mm-hmm. or heart disease or mental health Absolutely. problems as well.
3: Schizophrenia, yeah.
0: Um, and so you get this kind of yeah, you get this rating basically for what your future health is going to be, and then that sort of starts to be the basis on which people get hired for jobs.
3: Yep. Get, uh, get, mortgage, relationships, get, get relationships, get mortgages, you know. Do people, you want to breed with someone yeah. with a lower rating? People what put it on their Tinder profiles yeah, kind of Yeah, it's that kind of vibe. There was part of it, it's like in that kind of, I used to read a lot of sort of dystopian literature when I was younger and I don't so much anymore because I feel like we're actually living it. But um, <laughs> it's it feels, you almost kind of, I left and I can totally so get why you loved it. Like I I did love it. I would describe it as perfectly imperfect. Yeah. It's one of these plays that you wish if they it's almost like it's a runaway train because it's got this amazing premise at the heart of it and it's been successful and it's been reviewed very well. You almost wish they'd workshopped it for another couple of months. Yeah. Because it feels it could be finessed. There's the, the, the main bulk of the, the premise of this rating thing, you can you're almost kind of sitting there thinking. Do, do we not do that? Yeah. Like, or well, we well, almost we we do, do, actually. And we kind of like, almost We're kind do. of getting You there. can get to the stage where you could could pay a lot of money yeah. and have blood tests which predict when you're going to die, you know, predict looking at your family health history. Or well, people can look things. at their
2: babies and see, you know... Exactly. Yeah,
3: so
0: people, so yeah. there's a, there, there is a thing in, within it about... Basically, people are aborting children well, yeah. because they, of their they know, their yeah, maiden. it's going to
3: have a problem. Um, Central cast are terrific. They're wonderful sort of staging of it. There's an, a, a clever thing that they do. The main character, is the, this girl, and she changes costume quite a lot. But she does it on stage. She's going to. I don't know if they did this to your production. And she steps forward. There's this sort of square of light, and she gets changed while they're changing set behind her. So it feels like you're. It's really. There's no stoppy started to it. The play is a roll, like it's absolutely. I don't know, actually, it might not be, but it would be quite a different staging downstairs Mm. to how it was upstairs. It was pretty huge, and what's quite interesting about that stage, it's like almost like a kind of white box, and the audience were one side of the box. So all these, this the white walls they've got there. These are screens, and these adverts or news. The news reports are coming up, and the news reports felt really kind of scary because it's it's like people. And being killed for their blood because their blood's so precious. Mm. People wanting to have steal that blood so they can pretend, yeah, I've got a 7.9 rating and they don't, you know, mm. just so they can get a better job or just so they can cheat some system, get a mortgage, you know, make that person fall in love with them. It's, it was really so interesting and it incredibly, I think, against the backdrop of Brexit and it kind of felt like it went into this class idea, which is so kind of relevant and. Particularly London just now, um, yeah. I felt it was felt really really current. I would totally recommend it, but it's it a is central, perfectly imperfect. Yeah. I can't. It's that a central storyline
0: around the relationship that doesn't quite work. Yeah, yeah.
3: Where did you sit? Um, so I sat um, in the circle in the first row. I got my tickets cheap through Time Out. Time Out had an offer on my ticket. was fifteen pines. But yeah, I, th- I think wherever you sat, you'd have a good view because the stage is huge. It's really all encompassing. And you didn't, it's, there's not that kind of thing where you're like, oh, but I really need to see like what that costume looks like. And I wish I was in the stalls, row oh, E. It's not like that. Mm. You just, you're completely in it and you're on this. It does feel like quite a roller coaster ride. It's, it's very, very thought, thought provoking. One of the most, and I can, I can 100 see why you said that, Han, last year. Like totally. It's really, I thought about it so much since. Yeah.
2: So when does it run till So
3: it runs to the 20th of April. And um, there's no, we've had a wee look, there's no offers currently running on time out or anything. But I would just, I'd implore you, it's not an expensive theatre. It's not a big Shaftesbury Avenue, you know, bleeding you dry type thing. £25 for the back of the dress circle. where you can go back of the stools for £35. Great, yeah. yeah. I would 100 advise people, go and see it. It's it's very interesting theatre.
0: Okay. And the last one tonight is
1: Alice.
3: You yes, I see. went to see
1: Sunrise, Jessie Cave's Sunrise, which is her one-woman show. It
2: was a top tip, was it not? It was, was a top it? tip.
1: Episode um, two ago. Sold out. Um, she had amazing reviews at Edinburgh Fringe, and it's been at the Soho Theatre. It's done so well, they've actually brought in more dates. I went on the last date it was on, but they've, it's coming back on the 27th of May through to the 8th of June. It's She um, was an actress who was in Harry Potter. She played Lavender Brown, and this is a story of her sort of it's it's like part diaries, um, it's a one-woman show, she sort of sp- speaks in the present tense, and she tells this tale of, she has like a really messy breakup with this one-night stand, she's pregnant, she's now had his child, oh God. and they're kind of co-parenting, but she is desperate to be noticed by him, and it's sort of her sending these texts, and then writing these texts, and how awful they are, and then wishing that she hadn't sent them and calling her mum and then turning up at gigs that he's done. It's quite funny.
3: Does she do it sort of like, is there a screen showing the text or is she just reading out what she'd written? She's, she's got her diary on stage as Oh, right, okay. And she sort of talks
1: through bullet points. She's written things like, he's going away and she's gone, uh, must buy manipulative emotional present that will make him think of me while he's away but doesn't seem too neat you know kind of things like that and then she goes to like snappy snaps and prints off this mug with all of something you know it's just it's really funny it's really honest it's kind of it's that neurotic thing where you're sort of obsessing over somebody and it's just really I just really loved it it's it was like quite a lot of girls in the audience so I was really glad that they were seeing it and kind of I've told, like, my two goddaughters that they have to go and see it. Yeah. And it's so good. Like, the seats in the Soho Theatre, it wasn't where we went and saw the lost disc. Oh, no. Not okay. in the basement. It was in the top. And it's like, you can't get a bad seat. I mean, I paid, like, £20. But oh, yeah, can... it's
0: really good in there, isn't it? Yeah. Cause it's just straight down. And it's probably... Like, it's, you know, it's a good size, but mm. it's not, like, massive. So there's probably, what, about 30 rows or something yeah. like that. So you could sit at the and back. There's and there's no, you know... And it... you,
1: they there are side seats as well, which are cheaper, but because of the staging and everything, you could definitely sit on the side. And it's straight through, and it's only, like, an hour and 20, so you could even stand at the back. And they've got that really good thing where, you know, with the standing tickets, like, at the Royal Opera House, you stand and it's so uncomfortable because there's nothing to lean on. They've got a massive padded Oh, nice. Cushions, oh, that's so you nice. can stand for, like, a tenner. So I'd really recommend it if anybody wants to go and see it. We would I do. want to go and see it. Yeah, I would. Sounds remember. like a
2: modern Bridget Jones. Yeah, it does, doesn't a it? A younger, modern Bridget Jones kind of. Yeah. Almost.
1: And then she does. Um, she does these kind of illustrations, like cartoons, which she sells online, and they're really funny. Little caricatures about like everyday life, and I I bought like three. I bought the book. If there'd been a T-shirt, I would have bought the T-shirt. Wow.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Fan girl. Yeah, I really liked it. We were talking earlier about how much we love Phoebe Waller Bridge and the about Fleabag. <laughs> Fleabag started at Soho Theatre, and I wonder if mm. anyone, any sort of agent, is now going to see any sort of one-woman show at Soho Theatre. Are we going to discover the next Fleabag? Mm. You know, it's but yeah. maybe she's totally. Yeah, it's that vibe. That's so cool. Good yeah. retcon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tell us the
2: dates one more time. Sorry, it's, it's back in May. 27th of May. So,
1: Jessie Cave's show Sunrise is on from the 27th of May till the 8th of June. Tickets are ranging from 10 20 to 24 Top price is £27. So before we go, we want to have a quick chat about the Olivier's. Olivier's.
2: Yes, they were on this past Sunday. Um, I didn't actually manage to watch that much of it live, but obviously we can talk through through our winners. Um so should we start with Company? It didn't win Best Musical Revival. No. That went to... Oh, no, it
0: did, it did win oh. Best Musical Revival. It won Best
2: Musical Revival, and Rosalie Craig notably didn't win for Best no. Musical Actress. No, Scandal. At just... Scandal. But, well sharon d clark one, Oh no i
3: would have given it to rosalie so 100.
0: they got they got the supporting one so jonathan bailey who played jamie yes yeah it was that's brilliant. a scene
2: stealing mm. moment yeah, isn't it that, that, that whole yeah. oh my that God. whole wedding scene Not getting thing married today. Was we should say that you um ruby and madeline both went to see it since yeah. we've last done a podcast yeah. so we've now all seen it you guys obviously loved it i'm loved, imagining yeah loved it just
0: made me it. laugh so much
2: it was amazing. Well, yeah, I mean I yeah, Rosalie Craig would have obviously been a deserved winner, but I also do think that Sharon D. Clarke, who won, is a a worthy winner. I thought her performance was incredible in, in Caroline or Change. Yeah, oh, I did. and Patty yeah.
0: Lepone won. Oh and
2: Patty Lepone won, of course, of the best course. supporting actress. Yeah, she had was to great. Be. That had had to to be. Just that like I said, her whole performance was all about choices. <laughs> yes. Choices. Like every line she delivered, you can just see it. she's made a choice to say that line in a certain way. And yeah. not no one's the w-
3: telling her to
2: do it no. another way. And, and Paddy's
3: doing it her way.
2: And it's not the way it's usually done. I've heard that song, right. Ladies Who Lunch, done a million times. She finds her own way of doing every yeah. little thing. Just every choice is perfect. So yeah. she's a worthy winner of that. um Um, what did you also went to see all about
0: eve didn't you yes i did go to see all about eve actually tickets which i'd booked before i went away because i love Gillian Gillian anderson Anderson so much that i would never miss a performance yeah did you love it did um i absolutely adored her yeah um of course um she's just got so much class that woman like she's just like she's just perfect Monica Dolan as well, who won oh, the yes. Olivier for oh, did best, she, of, yeah, yeah. So best Supporting Actress in the Play. She was amazing. I
2: thought she was incredible um, in All About Eve.
0: I I thought that bits, elements of the staging were brilliant and um, that sort of classic Ivo van Hove thing of using the, using the screens and using the camera work. It is a really effective technique, I guess. I sort of wanted something a little bit more or something different, different yeah. from him because he's such a sort of, you know, superstar director and he's doing this big Western show and he's got Gillian Anderson and all these great actors and actresses. And so I just, yeah, that I felt like I kind of wanted a little bit more. So overall, yes, I would totally recommend going. Totally recommend it just for um, Gillian
2: Anderson and Monica Jillian, Dolan.
0: Uh, yeah, and it's a really slick... Stylish. Stylish... Classy production, yeah. That's definitely worth seeing. But i i didn't I didn't love, love, love the yeah. play.
2: As amazing as Gillian Anson is, though, she didn't win the Olivier for Best Actress. She that didn't. That went. That went to who? Pats Patsy
3: yes 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 and
2: i put on our instagram a quote course, from uh, episode five just, i think it was of the podcast when we first saw <gasps> summer and just smoke just an
3: oracle over here do you know what i mean <laughs> I know, like predicting like stars future i
2: just remember you saying oh i hun no what you said you said oh
3: jesus
2: oh that's not the last we've seen of you patsy yeah
3: that's probably what i said but you know not very good but i mean that's on oh
2: sorry i did the best i could but yeah that's what i remember from first seeing summer and smoke thinking patsy farron is she was incredible amazing. oh yeah. so a worthy worthy winner if anyone was going to beat Gillian anderson
3: for summer and smoke
2: yeah for summer and smoke yeah. for the and west patsy, end transfer Patsy's
1: gonna be in, um the check of three sisters
2: oh yeah that's coming that up yeah yes, yes. I'm yeah. so looking forward to seeing her again. She's that's brilliant. next week. We're going to that, yeah.
1: isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's now sold out after her winning that oh, yeah.
0: award. Mm-hmm. They yeah. also won Best Revival for Summer and Smoke. Yeah, I mean, that think
2: that's one. also mm-hmm. a worthy, yeah. a worthy yeah. winner because I love Summer and Smoke. Was we brilliant. It, yeah, really, but really overall, good. Yeah, loads of things. that Come we've... from Away won lots of stuff. Aww, to, yeah, that you liked. So the Inheritance musical.
0: won quite a few things. Mm-hmm. Home, I'm Darling, which you guys. Oh yes,
2: yeah, I loved Home and Darling. Lots of theatre club Also, the Lehman Trilogy, which is coming back. Did that, win, yep. did that win Did that win Best Director? Who won Best Director for a play?
0: Uh, that was um, Stephen Daldry for The Inheritance. Oh, it
2: wasn't Sam Mendes. Oh, so maybe the um, Lehman Trilogy didn't actually end up winning that. I
0: don't think it did.
2: Because it didn't get Best Actor in a play, did it, for the three leads of that? that the Best Actor went to Carl Stoller for The Inheritance. Those two plays, *Inheritance* yeah. and *The Lehman Trilogy*, were two of the best things I saw last year. Mm. And when *The Lehman Trilogy* comes back, I so recommend seeing it. The more I've like thought about it, yeah. the more it's been one of the most like incredible things I've seen, and just like it really stays with you. Course, it's just it an epic, epic. It's, it's mm. on at the Piccadilly Theatre, and it's just so good. And just those three performers are mind blowing. So I
1: wonder if because it's a National Theatre production. They'll, They'll still be do Friday doing Rush. Friday Rush at £20. Tickets. I think
2: they will do because they've been doing it for Home I'm Darling, which yeah. is on the West End. So, so I that's think they how will. you could see that. Yeah, and it's I mean, so I'm worth I'm always, seeing.
1: you know, reluctant to see a play that's three hours and 20 minutes. Oh, Pff, whoa. Two intervals. But, two in, yeah, three you hours. you have raved piece, about it so much, you've yeah. sold it to me already. And
2: Simon Russell Bill for three hours, I mean, and he's so good in it. I'd they have all to are. to go to a matinee. The three I of think. them are yes. incredible. Yeah, I
1: performances start at 7 pm.
2: Well, I think the Olivier's this year have kind of proven what a strong year it's been for theatre. If you look at like how competitive, you know, the the categories were when you've got all these people that, you know, that you want I wanted so many different people to win. Mm. Rosalie Craig, Sharon D. Clarke, oh. you know, everyone's been so strong. So many strong shows. The fact that the Lehman trilogy didn't win more, I don't think speaks to it's the quality of that show. It just speaks to how incredible the inheritance and like so yeah, many other absolutely. plays were that the competition was just like I reckon it was a very, very close call. But it's been a great year. I hope this year proves to be just as wonderful. Wow. We've got some good stuff coming up. Um, So, yeah, starting with... Check off the three, three sisters, sisters of the Almeida with Patsy Ferran. I'm so really excited about seeing that. That'll Patsy be in our again. next episode, so I'm very much looking forward to discussing that.
0: Cool, that's great. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast and, and Twitter. on Twitter at Theatre, Club, Theatre, Club, Theatre Club, Pod. Club Pod. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review, please. Thank you, yeah. And that's it bye
2: (laughs) see ya (laughs) and welcome back Ruby
0: welcome back
2: Ruby good to have you back yay